I think it's because I'm used to my microphone being here versus here. Like the connection is. Yeah. Other side, yeah. Here. And then yeah, it's like here. Here and, like, here and then here. <laughs> Double up on it. Gross. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. Sitting next to me is Jeremy, the bouge, the kitchen white ball. Next to him is our sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, showrunner, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. All right, all right, all right. We got a great episode, as always, for you all. It's going to be a little bit different. This is going to be kind of a round table with me, Stace, and Jeremy. Like a, a triangle table. Yeah. Yeah. A tri table. We got a lot. We, <laughs> yeah. We have a lot on our mind. There's a lot going on. Lots on our mind. You're going to hear it. We're going to drink. We're going to have good times. Hold on. I want to do this drink in front of us because you have us very interested in it. Uh, this mystery porn. Mystery pour. From Stacy. Right. Oh, smell it, though. Caramel candies. Ooh. Let's go. Hey, nice. All right. Now, you guys are both drinking out of like 500-year-old antique glasses, and I have a misshapen Glencairn. <laughs> they are definitely at least 100 years old. Isn't that wild? They were my great-grandmothers. Mm. Mm. So, 100-year-old whiskey glass right here. It's sweet and spicy. Mm. That's good. Ah. Yum. This is my first pour of the night, so it, it, it does taste a little oh, hot. A little but, hot. Um, yes, yeah. but that could just be first pour. Um, I like it. Go 111 proof on this. Hold on, hold on a second. What's on the other side of that bag? It says lick lick lighter. lighter. I recognize that handwriting. This is a special bottle. I know because it's from uh, that's Brittany's handwriting from actually, Bob's. Actually, I used you Bob's reused bag. the bag. Okay. I used the bag. So yeah, this is not Aww, from man, Bob's. I got excited for a minute. Evan Williams white label. Here we come. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that special. I like it, Joel. You like it? I do. What do you got? Do. Oh, I'm going 111 proof on this. 111 proof. I know what that 111 proof is. Mm. Um, I'll say mm. one one. Oh, you're right. 1010. 1010. I'm 1010. I'm not ever very uh, purposeful with my with my proof. 115.6. Uh, price, price is right. right rules you won. This go. is a bourbon that I had never tried before. It's a brand I had never tried before. I mm. was very curious. I tried it in the store for a sampling and bought it. Mm. Um, this is from a distillery in Indiana called Penelope Bourbon. Oh, yeah. I heard. Oh, they've been on. Um, I've already had this. That this is... bourbon podcast. Uh, I've, I've heard them on there. Oh, uh, what's okay. That? What's so that this is their barrel strength, and it is a uh, four grain corn. Rye, wheat, and malted barley at a 115.8 proof. And, um, I, you know, they had their regular there. I think it was like a 90 or something or 86.7 proof or something yeah. like that. But then I tried this barrel strength and it was solid and very, very delicious. Um, so, hey, yeah. w- what have you been doing this afternoon? Like a quarter of that bottle is missing and we each have like <laughs> like a, a one ounce pour. <laughs> Where in the world is all that bourbon? <laughs> Mama's been, Mama's been, been working. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had that for um, a while. And, oh, okay, okay, um, gotcha. I've, you know, because of the Black Plague hit in your house, then the Black Plague hit in my house. Mm-hmm. I was not able to get you guys to try this. Joel had already tried it. I, d- I did a blind tasting for him a few weeks ago. So, yeah. had it. I've been waiting to do this. So, it's, yeah, it's this delicious. This is good, yeah. So, this this right here, quant, like, 
I can't think of a smart word to say. It really <laughs> represents. Uh, it has it, elephant-sized flavor. <laughs> ah, yes. But no, it, it, it is, it's what a, a, like a perfect, well-rounded bourbon is. You mm-hmm. put that in someone's All glass, the, that is the epitome of bourbon. It's not outside the box. It's not, you know, underwhelming at all. It's just like a perfect bourbon. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. That's what that's that's the smells, the taste, all that jazz, the proof. You get a little bit of mm. of, of spice, a little burn, um, but yet smooth at the same time, nice and creamy. Mm, the um, smell is oaky. my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. it's very caramely. So it, it, that's a solid one. But I definitely I tried the other one, like their regular one that wasn't barrel strength. <laughs> I love the way you spoke through that burp on that Sorry, one. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to have some etiquette here, um, but. Their uh, barrel proof is way, way better than the original. So if you see Penelope, make sure you get the barrel strength. It looks like this is a four grain bourbon also. Uh, corn, rye, wheat, and malted barley, yep. uh, which I like four grains. I think they have a complexity of flavor to them, obviously, with, uh, yeah. with more grains in there. But yeah, uh, s- solid. What was the price on this bottle? I think maybe 56 I'm not for sure. That's not bad for a, uh, a yeah. barrel strength. It's yeah. a young bourbon, too. I mean, you can tell I, the, the bottle thing says 48 months minimum. Yep. Oh, so, right. and it, it, it's a blend of four different bourbons uh, aged at least 48 months, four years. Uh, so, yeah, not super old. It's solid. And Tennessee just started um, selling Penelope bourbon. They just got, I guess, oh, the cool. guy said they're just now approved. So, it is hitting our stores and it's good. Well, but it's at other stores as well, much, like other states. Much better than Texas bourbons. So, the M is much doing better. something right. Yeah. Texas got to get their shit together, man. Yeah, they they want to be in this doing. game. Come yeah. on. Hey, from what I've heard, you know, Steve. Steven and Natalie just went up to uh, Traverse City in Michigan. They've got Traverse City bourbon, and uh-huh. they said the bourbon up there was, like, phenomenal. Like, evidently, that's cool. some pretty good stuff. Even KBS huh. has been posting a lot about, tra- is it Traverse City? I don't know. Traverse, Traverse, I don't know. Well, diverse City? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the electric city. <laughs> yeah, but evidently, PA. Michigan has got some bourbons going, so maybe you'll see that on a, on a porn here soon, so... Cool. Uh, what have you been up to though, Jeremy? I know you've had some solid cooks. Yeah, I just uh, I did a brisket just yesterday, and um, I did some things I've never done before. Um, mm, little burpy burp there from the uh, mix of topo and bourbon. Anyway, so uh, brisket, uh, I use my my Kevry grill, which is an oven style uh, charcoal grill from South America. Um, so you know your basic pit style grill. I used a water pan between the brisket and the uh, and the heat source because there's not a deflector plate in there. Um, I seasoned with fully loaded the night before, and mm. then that morning I got up at like five, uh, four or five o'clock, and uh, seasoned with Magnum on top of that. Fully so Magnum. fully Magnum. So was the process with that you let the the fully loaded really just like get, get, seep yeah into really it. get on there? Um, you know, um, I, just enough time to set up and stuff, and and you know the easiest thing to do is. I like to trim it the night before the brisket. Yeah. This is just the Costco uh, prime brisket that I had got on sale like a couple months ago. It's been sitting in my freezer, taking up space. And I was like, I got a day off. Like, let's just get rid of this thing. There you go. Um, yeah. So uh, the night before trimmed, fully loaded the morning of, um, um, Magnum. Magnum. And so, um, water pan. And then I spritzed with the beer you have in front of you from our episode with Lou, uh, Mr. Mr. Blues and barbecue himself. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, oh, summer break, sorry. <laughs> Sierra Nevada summer break. Um, I just poured a, a can of that into my spritz bottle and spritzed throughout the cook with that. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- this I, is perfect. I, I, 
I've never spritzed with a beer before, so it was good. It, yeah, it did. It did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So you Fantastic. spritzed at like what part of the cooking process, or just all throughout the cooking? So process? So once the bark starts to set up, you'll notice um, different parts of the brisket. Obviously, briskets being very large and cookers cooking differently in different spots. Um, you'll notice that uh, certain spots get dr- dried out a little faster. So you just rehydrate those little areas. You know, a little spot spritz here, spot spritz there, um, and then you start around the three hour mark uh, once it starts to really dry out, and then you do it all the way through the rest of the cook. If you're doing a no wrap, you do it all the way till the end. Or in my case, I did a wrapped butcher paper. Once it got to about 170, once it get, I like to wrap after, like once it gets through the stall because that's when like a lot of really good bark uh, develops. Oh. Uh, so I let it kind of push through the stall a little bit, and then uh, and then I wrapped in butcher paper. And then uh, the final thing I did, which I've never done before, and I really liked, is. Um, I rested it with the beef tallow I gave you guys uh, on oh. our last episode with Scott. So I actually have a reel of that. Um, I'll post it. I'll probably have already posted it by the time this airs. But um, I just took spoonfuls of the room temperature um, smoked beef tallow and spooned it over the brisket as it came when it came out of the smoker. So the brisket's really warm, 200 degrees. So you degrees. had it just sitting and, out yeah, open? It, yeah, and it just melted that right into it, it. And the meat just soaked up that tallow. And I, then, I'm uh, having a hard time containing myself and, and acting like a lady right now. And then, of course, I rest for at least a few hours. I leave my thermometer in, my my uh, my meter probe. Uh, I leave that in the meat so that it can slowly come down to temperature. So I just loosely covered it with foil and set it in my oven turned off because ovens are great insulators. And um, just let it rest for three or four hours so it came down to like 150 degrees and sliced that bad boy up and ate it. Oh, oh I mean, like, how did that beef tallow taste on there? Like, Good. is it like smoky? Well, the thing's been in the smoker for 10 hours, 12 well, that's hours. that's true, yeah. yeah. So. It's hard to tell if it was the tallow. Hey, or the, um, was there any smoke flavor to that? There was a touch of smoke to that smoked brisket. Um, yeah, no, I think it definitely helped uh, give a little bit more moisture to the meat, especially on the flat. Um, definitely something I will continue to do if I have tallow in the future, but... What I really want to do next is next time I, I pull a steak off the grill and I'm resting it for a few minutes, just put a little bit of that tallow over it and let it kind of seep into it. I think on a lean cut, like a strip or a um, or a filet, it would do really well. I probably wouldn't do it on like a ribeye because they're very fatty. Yeah, already. fatty anyways. But, you know, just like we do the um, the bone marrow on the filets, you know, the Haltman mm. bone marrow and Haltman filets, I think it would have a very similar effect, it, but it would just melt into the meat. Why did we get pizza tonight? Like, I want some freaking beef <laughs> and tallow. I want it greasy and creamy. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, but yeah, no, that was my that was my yesterday. Yeah, I did that and, you know, a bunch of other stuff too, but we'll get to that later. Well, okay, since you just did a brisket, mm-hmm. I want you, maybe I want you to, I just gave um, one of our influencers and uh, customers some brisket tips. Oh yeah. yeah! Shout out Johnny. Yeah, well, Johnny Johnny Simonetti, man, he. I want you to tell me if I uh, screwed him up or if I gave him good advice. Oh gosh, because he got so he's never ever been able to get a brisket. He's gotten corned beef briskets. He said just in his area, his stores never. Yeah, you know. So, so I mean, like, luckily, like Knoxville is a decently sized city, so we have Costco and Sam's are your best bet for major chain grocery stores. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have one of those around, um, you know, um, go to your local butcher or just order from sponsor of the show, Halton Family Meats. They have the best briskets, fully trimmed, right to your door, and uh, TRP twenty one. Get you a nice little discount. That's yeah. It. That's what you got to do because um, he lives in Virginia, and um, 
pretty sure it's like a smaller city. Yeah. Johnny, you guys got to just get some Haltman family meats because it just comes right to your door and uh, they give us that nice discount. Code. That's yeah. it. And, and like occasionally I'll see like a brisket at Kroger, but they're like choice grade and like you really don't want that because briskets are super tough. You really want that intramuscular fat uh, because that's what's going to provide like the juiciness and tenderness while you're cooking it. Yeah. yeah so that was the thing is first thing I asked him, I said, what, what grade, mm-hmm. you know, and, and cause I stand by that and he wasn't sure. He just said, yeah. Oh my gosh, this brisket's on sale for 38 bucks. I'm buying it. Okay. Turns, like, turns out it was choice. Yeah. So but the, it just seems to me like everybody that we've talked to that says, I can't nail a brisket. I can't seem to get it to turn out good. They're always using choice. Well, so the, the one I cooked yesterday, I got it at Costco, um, prime brisket, uh, $44. So a $6 difference between the choice and prime, you know, like yeah. if you're buying from a store like that, that's the thing. And then, um, I believe the, um, the Holtzman family meats briskets are $99, but they're fully trimmed. So you're not, you, there's zero waste on there. You like I trimmed off. You're paying a good, for just the meat. Yeah. Not I pay, all the garbage. I trimmed off a good three, four pounds of meat, you know, from that. So that causes the, the, price per pound to go way up when you're throwing all that away. Exactly. Uh, you don't have that with Haltman, and plus it's right to your door. And if you've never trimmed a brisket before, it kind of helps to see like what a really good trim brisket looks like. Um, you know? And it yields so much food when it's already trimmed and then 15% yeah. off, you get 15 bucks off. There you go. All right. But back to my story. Back to your story. So he, we deduced that it was a choice. He figured that jazz out. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but I told him cut as much of the fat off down to a quarter inch of fat on the cap. Mm-hmm. You know, it said trim it the best you can. It's not rocket science, but you want to get about a quarter inch fat on there. Yeah. Um, then we talked about cooking styles. Now his smoker is not big enough to hold the entire thing, so he had to cut it in half, separate so, the flat and the point. Okay, so so he went through the decal and separated the flat and the point. Well, I this is all over the phone. Okay, so 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 like. They sit on top, so like listeners at home trying to imagine this, um, the brisket is the boob of the cow. Um, it is the pectoral muscle. You have the um, the um, interior and exterior pectoral muscles. Mm-hmm. They sit on top of each other, but at like a really weird angle. So to separate them, you have to move your knife through the brisket at like a 20 degree angle, mm-hmm. and then you have like two flatter cuts you can kind of trim. It's, it's a tricky thing to do, and some restaurants will do it so that they can serve the different parts separately like burn ends stuff like that so it is a thing here's what i told him to do i said your best bet brother is to go and to camp chef and get yourself a bigger smoker yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i i said you know go on youtube and you want to look watch some videos on separating this yeah but i said you can flip it over and you can look for the grain to change Mm -hmm. between the flat the point where that grain change is that's where you want to cut it now i didn't know about the 25 degree thing I'm, I, and like it like it is what it is that's why people will separate the flats and the points when they're cutting it because they run different directions so like yeah you know people aren't trying to get all angled and stuff they just kind of chop it where they think it is and then slice i mean it's you know it's so a piece of meat after that fat cap down that's what i told him to do what kind of smoker is he using it's just a box smoker like a little it's uh, a box smoker i can't remember what he said like, a, sure? like, a, like a cardboard box it's, it's an ele- it's, it? i think it's an electric smoker so the heat comes directly from the bottom yeah so my heat came directly from the bottom and I did fat cap down because I like to place the fat towards the heat to protect the meat. That's what I told him. My them. thoughts, yeah. That's what I told him. Yep. I said it's opposite. Good, good advice. Good that advice. is smart. Yeah. yeah. Fat cap down. I said that's going to protect the meat from drying out mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and burning well, it'll, up. Look, and it helps the, you bark. Yeah, well, 
you know, if you do fat side up, that means the meat and not the fat is taking the brunt of the heat. And it's kind of like if you were to cook like a duck breast in a pan, you know, you do like they have, you a, want that to d- render duck has super, uh, a super thick amount of fat on that breast. So you do it fat side down for most of the cook. Yeah. That way it renders and it protects the meat and it slowly heats up in there. Yeah. Okay. That's well, the idea behind it. Everyone has different thoughts. Okay. Well, that's what I told them to do. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, I said, good, good. now here's the, here's the part that I was a little unsure on because mm-hmm. I've never done a brisket separate. I, you know, I, I mentioned to him that he needed to have a probe in the flat on a whole brisket. Yeah. Probe in the flat. When that flat's done, because we I've made this mistake, mm-hmm. that's when you pull the brisket out. You yeah. know, once once it's up to temp, after the wrapping and all that. When I went through all that. Yeah. But with it separated, would you want to just leave the point in there and let it ride? I would put two probes in. I would put one in each and then, right. get, and then cook them separately. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. But what would you ride the point to? It's the same. Same thing. It would just, well, it would, so the reason the point takes longer is because how it's layered on there, mm-hmm. but you can trim it a lot better if you separate it. So you could, like, they would theoretically take almost the same amount of time, but I would want to have probes on both of them. Which he's going to. Yeah. But I just figured that flat would finish before the point does anyway. Probably because it's a lot leaner. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, I did it. All right. I'm good. I'm Yay. not, I'm not a brisket master. I don't do them a whole lot. I'm ready lot. for another one soon. Me and too. I, was, I can't stop thinking about those, um, those short ribs we did that, that time that I was pretty wasty pants. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the flinging style short ribs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, the, the plate no, short the ribs. Plate, oh, the the beef, beef short, short ribs. ribs. We did them all. I forgot. That, we that, did do them all, but. That was my first ever cook on the Primo was doing the beef plate short ribs. Yeah, so, with, yeah the, with the pickled onions, I'm telling you right now, uh, actually one of our listeners reached out, and, and I hope to get that on the, on our uh, website, but like the pickled red onions, very basic Money. recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep them in your fridge. It's something you're going to want to put them on. Um, so. The rest, did I bring the pickled onions or? I made them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but you use Sam the cooking guy. Sam the cooking one, guy. Yeah. Uh, he has a great recipe for pickled red onions. It's, they're so easy to make. Yeah, um, I do the same thing, but I don't add the peppercorns because I usually don't have them sitting around. Oh, we only grind all of our pepper fresh um, because we believe in quality rubs at my house. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's probably some, uh, you know, a train you should get on. Um, but we always well, have actually, we do in our pepper uh, grinder. Uh-huh. I just never thought to pull them out. Yeah, oh. well, you have a refill thing that you fill that with, right? Yeah. Yep. So just grab them out of there. Yeah. All right, well, let's go to break. <laughs> and on the other side, we got more bullshit we're going to be talking about. So stick around. We'll see you on the other side. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltmanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese, and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of their skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21, and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. Haltman. Eggs. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. So we have a fantastic episode planned for you. Um, in fact, we planned a really, really great episode, yes. and then we we couldn't do that episode. So we planned another really, so really, good. really good oh, episode. So good. Like, oh, really good. really good. And then uh, that guy couldn't come tonight. So now you're stuck with this episode. Hey, yo. Um, but so the first episode we had planned... Um, this week, when we're recording this, was when Joel's episode on uh, the Food Network was supposed to drop, and um, they and said, "Joel, you're just too ugly. We can't play your episode." Is that correct? No, <laughs> it, it went more like, "Joel, this is you're so great. I don't think people are ready for you to be on television." So they postponed it to a later yeah. date. We don't know when it's going to air now, but in real yeah. life, it has been postponed. So they came to their senses and realized that 10 p.m. during the summer when everyone's on vacation was not the greatest time slot. So they are holding on to the last uh, few episodes and they will be airing those later in the year. We don't know when. Mm-hmm. Um, so as of right now, we still have to keep our lips hushed. Lips hushed? Sure. Lips closed? Lips hushed, hush we got to keep it on a hush. Hush the, your mouth. Um, hush them so yeah, as of right now... Um, when it's when it's available, to we'll, be determined. we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. to be determined. determined. So we'll, we'll let you we're know. gonna keep it out in a hush. But then, so, so well, that was our first plan, kind of doing a recap of your episode, like we did for mine, because uh, yeah. mine was on the Food Network. Uh-huh. I, I am a Food Network star. Yes, um, you are. Th- that happened. I'm not. Uh, he's waiting just to, to be. Just to reiterate that, <laughs> he's, and, in the, he's he's on deck. And then uh, the next episode we had planned, which uh, we had a guest plan for tonight, and uh, he had a family emergency, so yep. we have to postpone his, but that will be coming soon. But um, he is a a chef for a major. Uh, sports ball team. Yeah, um, I just cannot wait to they, talk to him. You know the ones that score points. The points one. I, I, yeah. I, I believe people gamble on it too. Um, it's sometimes. one of those. Sports. Let's yeah. just say yeah. the team has a goat. Yeah, and they, they make they have trophies. Yeah, just like our, rings, our team. They're really and, they're and really rings. similar to us. So we only bring on teams like us that have lots yes. of trophies because oh, we have lots of trophies. Thousand um, percent. I don't know if we ever told the listeners how we won all those trophies. No, uh, I don't think should, they know. We should talk about. We'll it have later. a whole episode yeah. recapping that. We'll do it later. Uh, but anyways, he will be coming on soon. Uh, Very we cannot, soon. Like we cannot wait. He's got the greatest stories. We've already talked to him a little bit, and um, yeah, it's gonna be good. So y'all need to stay tuned for that. And uh, but I'll. Diving into this train wreck of an episode already, <laughs> um, the train wreck I have had today, y'all. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to this go. This is where the world is right now. It is, and it's. You, you called me at one point, and I called you back, and then you didn't call me for like five hours. Because so I, I was going, I was going, I was ready to just run away. I can tell <laughs> in his voice. Yeah, I was you're, like, you're looking said, for hey. a train to jump on. I declare bankruptcy. I said, is everything okay? And he was like, <laughs> I said, is everything okay? And he said, uh, yeah. And I was like, what happened? Well, listen. He's like, yeah. Look. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so outside of Reload, I run a small business, Rod Iron Company, for those who don't know. It's a family business. Been 60 plus years, all right? And we treat our employees well. We 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 are a employee first company. And, you know, we, we wouldn't be in business 60 plus years if we weren't. Mm-hmm. But man, right now, with the way things are, on no one wants to work. People are being paid to stay home. I've got my guys. I get I, this and I hear it and I just know things are coming. Mm-hmm. I start hearing them talking to each other and, and they're going, oh man, you know, you hear so-and-so is making this much over here now and over there, they're, they're starting them down over here with this and I'm going, it's coming. Do you remember the days it's where you coming. would see like a bunch of workers would wake up early in the morning and they would be standing at the Why fence and the gates and like bosses that people that are about yeah. to give jobs and the w- workers are like willing and they're like, oh yeah, pick me, pick me. And they'd pick a few people from the <laughs> I think, crowd. I think that was during the Great Depression. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. But listen. <laughs> That's yeah. not a good example. Okay, but listen. 
We're like, right. please come work for us. Yeah, right now, the people at the fences are all these business owners and managers and stuff like that looking for help. And it's like the big guys are, you know, people that need to be need to go get a job. And it's like, oh, OK, they, they get the cream. They get to the pick they, whatever they want, because everybody is having to in, incentivize someone to come work for them, like bonuses and and. Like sign on bonuses and benefits and, you know, increased pay and stuff like that just to try to get someone just to show up to work. That's the thing, man, is it's 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 to the point now where it's almost the employer is working for the employee Mm -hmm. because they'll just walk and and go somewhere else. They don't need you. They don't need you anymore. Not 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 in this day and age. So, you know, I had my number two fabricator. We're already understaffed. Yeah. You know, because of everything. Because and so of, much work coming because, in. Because literally people in Tennessee, now it's supposed to be over with and we could catch up, but people in Tennessee were making $800 to $900 a week to stay home. Mm-hmm. Okay? Of course they're going to stay home. Of course they're going to take their unemployment as long as they can. Didn't that end already? It ended this month. Well, I mean, I guess when this airs, the, the previous month. Be, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so the my number two fabricator, and I don't blame him. I don't. He took a job that's going to be giving him $1,500 sign-on bonus, seven more dollars an hour, okay, than what I'm giving him, you know, and they're also offering, I offer a week's vacation and I offer all paid holidays. Mm -hmm. This is all paid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I also do PTO and all that jazz. Uh, But they're doing four weeks vacation. Yeah. They're also doing benefits as well, Mm -hmm. you know. We offer that too, but still. So I mean, it's like things you can't these 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 companies that are way larger than than us in, in, in this day and age. They've got the freaking kahunas and the and the and the the money to go. Well, we're gonna get through this because they got they got millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So they have the money to go. Okay, we're gonna overpay right now to get through this time. But small businesses. But you can't like, back off on that though. That's the thing though. Like you start paying that big money. That's that's a. You're already setting a baseline pay. That well, that's what's happening across the country. Yeah. Is everyone's doing but that. But you know what that means? When, when they're paying that, but when, then it's going to go to the consumers, though. Say they're doing fencing. It already they're is. They're going to increase the prices. It already is going to the consumers. We're seeing it in the seasoning business. We're seeing it in the seasoning business. Everybody's going up. I mean, all we've of had, my We've distributors, had prices for us on all levels of materials go up twice I in get a six-month period. weekly of from all my distributors going we're having a price increase and all of them are between five and 8%. And which, you know, depending on the product it is. Now, so, I know a lot of those prices have been shooting up, but like I've been watching like the lumber index and it seems to be coming back down. Like I work more with lumber stuff in my, yeah. my small business. And it seems like it has been coming back down a lot. Like I know, like I bought a two by four last week and it was uh, it, it down to $7 and it was like nine something, you know, like it seems like they are coming back down a little bit. Have you noticed any of that yet? Or no, not, is going on, up. not on the steel side. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is with the lumber is because the lumber buyers Mm-hmm. got together they had like a, a big round table thing said all yeah. right we're gonna not buy lumber yeah and they stopped for a couple of months yeah and that helped drive the price start drive the price down oh, so good well i know like the, like the, obviously there's larger world issues like the canadian market where we get a lot of our lumber from hasn't yeah. really opened yet like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things like mm-hmm. that going on but i mean like i think like the whole uh, pay thing, wages and stuff. Like, I think there were a lot of issues with that beforehand and that COVID kind of opened up. Like, you know, if someone's willing to stay home for $800 a month, like I can't stay home for $800 a week. No, you no, know? That, like that, they're staying home for $800 a week. 
Oh, oh, a week. A week. Yeah, they yeah. Get, they were getting okay. the unemployment. The benefit was so in Tennessee, it was you get unemployment is two fifty. Yeah, a week. Yeah, well, they were getting six hundred on top of that. Yeah. And then you have your kid well, bonuses that you get. Yeah, well, I'm saying like it, like if someone's living on those wages, like obviously yeah. they weren't making enough money to live on anyways. It was mm. like one of those things. Like I, I think people or are they under the table? No, drugs. like, yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> drugs. You well, could, you know, you to the work. government, you don't have a job, but really, you're slaying in the streets. But but why does it have to be drugs? They could be hooking, you know? They, can, they have to um, hook. I'm telling you, they, that should be allowed. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm saying, like, I think people were living under the poverty level already, and that was, like, you know, like, that's still under the poverty level. Like, it's still not very much money. So I think, like, it, you know, especially, like, in the restaurant industry, like, for yeah. a long time, it's been a broken system. And the COVID kind of highlighted how broken of a system it was. I get that. And I but... don't think the answer is sitting at home. And I don't think the answer is taking unemployment. But, like, you know, there's definitely well, a I don't blame the people there. for taking the unemployment. But no. 800 what, a week poverty? 800 a week is, is that's... 2,400 a month? Like, if you've got kids and stuff? Like, yeah. that's No, that's what money. you're bringing. That's what you're bringing. I'm talking, that's... You're not living in Knoxville with that money. Well, yeah. 800 a week <laughs> take home, I think is, that's a decent amount, man. I mean, you're you're talking, if 800 a week, 900 a week take home, you're probably right around the forty-five dollars to $50,000 a year range. For like a, a single Gross. income family, like Gross. with some kids, like, that's not... Not anymore with the way things are driving up. You're but not pr- living here. You're but like- <laughs> prior to co- prior to COVID, the way the economy was, when gas was down at a buck fifty, that means you no, you're not rich, but you you can make a living doing it. Teachers mm-hmm. teachers live on that. Well, then you fall into like the two income trap where you have to have sure double yeah. incomes in order to sustain a livable lifestyle. Which then like who raises your kids and like you presents a lot yeah. more problems and stuff. Like I, I can't live on that wage. Cause like my wife is at home with our kids now, you know? So yeah. like we don't have that second income. So yeah, $45,000 a year is not paying, you know, our mortgage and all of our bills and stuff in this area. Um, in, in most areas. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause I, I, I'm picking up. Down I there. think there's a huge inflation problem and, um, you know, yeah, I'm with you, you there. know, pe- people are freaking out cause the minimum wage is going up to $15 in some States and stuff. And it's like, well, like, that matches inflation, unfortunately. Like you know, at some ma- point it has to happen. Well, that's, yeah. but that's why it's happening because inflation is happening because yeah. steel prices, wood, gasoline, because everything's going up. No, I'm saying since the like 60s and 70s, inflation has gone up like oh yeah, thousands of percent, and the minimum wage has gone up two dollars. Like you know, um, so I think mm-hmm. it's been very mismatched this entire way. Yeah, and you know when you have the entire country shut down for a year, it highlights all of those issues we've been having. No one's going to live, like really live off minimum wage. No, no, you're not going to put money in no. savings. You're not going to retire. You're not going to no. be able to afford a new car every six years or something. Like you're but not going to be mi- able to get like, but the and, things, you, medical care. You know? Yes. But in hindsight, you know, not hindsight, whatever, uh, minimum wage was designed. This is kind of the finance podcast. Minimum wage was designed for the high school kid, but that's a way that is a thing of the past. Now Mm -hmm. that was for the high school kid trying to get, make a little extra money or, you know, uh, work in the summer. Yada, yada, yada. We've talked about this off the podcast before Mm -hmm. about, you know, fast food jobs, like for instance, making $15 an hour or whatever. Um, you know, back in the day, the fast food industry was nowhere near as big as it is today. 
And um, you could have one or two full-time managers, which are career guys. And then mm-hmm. you could have a bunch of high school kids. And like that would run your fast food restaurant for your town. Now, every small town of 10,000 people has 36 fast food restaurants. And, you know, you have to actually delve into the workforce for those people. And they're paying them the wages that were meant for like uh-huh. high school kids to have exactly. a little bit of spending money. They were, those were never meant to be careers. But the American population demanded this fast, quick, easy food. Pow, pow, pow. And, uh, it, and it'd be perfect. And, well, it'd be perfect. Perfect, and it be incredibly cheap, which they said, sure, we'll do it for you. And this is what we have to pay people. And no one really cared about that until COVID happened and the whole system kind of came crashing down. And now they're like, wait a second, like this wasn't right. And like, you know, well, I'm with you. I think, I think COVID did open up, expose things in the, in our workforce. Yeah. But at the same time, it also, you know, with the way things are going, what scares me Mm -hmm. is People like me and you. Both all, small business owners. Yes. Mm-hmm. That are blue collar dudes who work hard, you know, salt of the earth, get our hands dirty kind of guys. What, what, what I'm worried about is when you get Chick-fil-A yeah. paying you $15 an hour. Well, Ch- right? Chick-fil-A is not cheap. No, no, but what like, like the, their prices reflect what their workers are paying. I know they start. But would you much rather work higher, at Chick Fil A or I'm be on your knees laying? That's what I'm getting at. Would you rather be laying tile? And, you know, well, if, would you if, if you had somebody like a guy working for you? Mm-hmm. You know, just a, a general labor guy. So I've had a lot of guys work for me, and they didn't last very long because, uh, believe it or not, I'm a bit of an asshole. Well, um, well, I actually had one guy go sit on the curb, cry, and call his mother. <laughs> um, uh, All right, I used to be a little rougher than I am now. Um, no, but I've had a lot of guys work for me, and in construction, um, they're just not great dudes, and I'm in a lot of people's houses, and I can't have that with me, so I choose to work by myself just because it's too difficult to manage labor before COVID happened. And well, now that COVID's happened, right. it's even worse. But that's what I'm getting at. So yeah. I'm start, I start general labor at about 14 bucks an hour. That's fantastic. Yeah, sure. But when they can go sit in the air conditioned Chick-fil-A or, or mm-hmm. Walmart or Kroger and stock the yeah, shelves. Kroger, stock shelf, and this is what I'm worried about is, is because the guys, every one of my guys, mm-hmm. every one of them that has come, that works for me currently has started as general labor and then have, we have, we have poured into them and taught them how to weld, yeah. taught them a craft all these things. And some of them have moved on to greener pastures and use their, their, their craft. And that's, that's part of business. Yeah. But the, what I'm worried about is that with people are not going, people are getting where they don't want to learn crafts anymore. They don't want to do this. They don't want to get dirty anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't want to work hard anymore. And what is going to happen to the, to the blue collar small businesses? You know, we've, what's it going to happen to the medical field? Like people, when we've got secretaries and, you know, people doing behind the counter stuff and medical assistants and that are actually like wiping butts and picking up vomit and taking vital signs and starting go. IVs yeah. and yeah. getting blood work stuff that really, you know, we need, but they don't have, I mean, they can do something with less responsibility for less money. Paramedics, EMTs right now. Police I mean, officers. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the big problem is that, um, Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos is a fucking idiot and he took his, you know, rocket ship into outer space and that's where, that's where all of our money went. His dick ship. Thanks, Jeff. Like, if you look at it, like the disparity of wealth, which like, you know, we're all pretty conservative. We're not going to like jump on like, get too deep into the politics and stuff of it. But like, you know, the disparity of wealth during COVID got like absolutely massive. The rich people just got absolutely wealthy because everyone was sitting at home using their platforms to buy stuff. Um, yeah. And I, you know, uh, I, 
I can't begrudge people for raising the minimum wage when this dude's, you know, spending his spare, his pocket change to go to outer space. <laughs> I know. And, and like rabbit hole, did you hear how he said, I want to thank all the workers of Amazon and Amazon customers because you guys paid for this. Because you guys didn't take your 90 second pee, pee breaks. Yeah. He said, he said, you guys paid for this. Thank you. And I felt like that's kind of a, sh- a shot and like kind of an F you slap in the face, you know, like you paid for this. Thank you. Now I got this opportunity because of your hard work, Yeah, I, which is, we know he worked hard. I mean, like you don't just get that by just twiddling your thumbs, but, no, yeah, and, but. and a lot of I, that stuff too, though, is, uh, he, I'm sure he worked extremely hard. I'm sure he did things, uh, he the, started the, in his sacrifices. garage, the, the, the sacrifices the three of us would never make, uh, with certain things and stuff. But then eventually like, you know, there's lots of people who do that and a lot of it comes down to luck too. He got extremely lucky. At he hit time. a niche yeah. and he freaking ran with it. Yeah. I get it. But he saw the future and did it. And so spoiler alert, you know, if you guys are listening to this and you're kind of, and if you it, live in Knoxville and you need a job, yeah, uh, <laughs> hit me up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can email me. No. Uh, but if you're listening to this, we, uh, you know, we're going to have in some future episodes coming up, some little this, some prepperness. Uh, a little prepper 101, a little 102. Pepperedness. Yeah. So we're going to, we got, a, we got some things coming down the pipeline. Well, yeah. Like stuff like, like we talked about with the inflations and stuff like that, the supply chain, it's, it's, there's issues with that shipping cargoes mm-hmm. getting held up, uh, not enough workers that can pump out what is needed. That's other things I'm, down, ugh, yeah, that's d- other things now. down the pipeline that might be affecting food and water storage. So, you know, you guys all know as listeners that Joel and I, even Jeremy, uh, our, our buddy, Matt, we all kind of love the whole preparedness and the prepper stuff. Um, but it's gotten our wheels turning a little bit more. We're looking into other options on food storage. And then we thought, you know, a lot of our friends are like this. We're going to talk more about this in depth in the coming episodes. So we're talking canning, freeze drying, dehydrating, anything like that. So, um, hit us up. If you guys are into that, you've got some insight, uh, hit us up and give us your ideas, but that will be coming very soon. Uh, with that, I think we should run to a break because I just finished my bourbon and uh, Joel promised me a drink on the next segment. Oh. Hey. hey We're going to crack another drink and uh, enjoy that and do a little bit of more chat. Let's go. And now we're done. I don't know about you, but as a bourbon lover, I get sick and tired of my high quality spirits being tainted by plastic or metal flasks when I'm on the go or in the outdoors. Not to mention having them spring a leak in my pack or back pocket. Guys, I had enough, and it's time you do the same by jumping on board with the TRP crew and get proper. Rag proper. These modern flasks are a perfect vessel for all your favorite spirits. Each flask is built of thick, brake-resistant glass, then wrapped in a high-end silicone or dark brown leather for that perfect high-end feel and look that a proper person such as yourself deserves. Your spirits deserve more, and so do you. So do the right thing and head to ragproper.com so you can get your hands on the highest quality, best looking, best feeling, best pouring, best look how proper I am flask on the market. Use code TRP21 and save to get you and your spirits what they deserve. Rag proper. All right, guys. So we are back from the break and I have made a tasty, yeah, listen to that, tasty, delicious cocktail for... Me and my... That's my fel- mating call right there. My fellow... <laughs> <laughs> my fellow host. So you've heard us talk about this before. It is a delicious cocktail. If you like whiskey and bourbon, this is a walnut old-fashioned. 
And uh, before I go through the nuances, Wait, I have had this before when we did our our uh, our Tales of the Cock episode. Nope. No. This is a different one. This is this, this is the wa- a no, walnut you, old fashioned. You I had, had a regular old fashioned. You had my attempt at but an old fashioned. Okay. Haven't you had something similar at the Walnut Kitchen? Yes, they have a walnut old fashioned. I've had it there, and it's, yeah. it was fantastic. It just is wasn't lick letter version. It wasn't no, the lick letter version. This is mine. And you do a special thing where you put the um, the orange peel at the bottom of the glass first. No one knows how to do that. It's just, <laughs> you know, that's not a mistake. You can, know. Can I try this yet or what? Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, salami. Here's. Salami. You salami. tried it. You little that fucker. Was, that was for Noah Cheek. Oh. <laughs> All right. Here mm. we go. Mm. What bourbon did you use in this? Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. That's perfect Damn. for the cocktail. That is delicious. It's sweet think? up front it's with a kick good. in the back. Very good. You like it? I like okay, it. Okay, good. I like it. So what I did here, and I, I think we want to film a little uh, video on this, so it'll probably go on the TRP page. Um, I just got the key, and this is this is the key, is Luxador cherries. Luxardo. Yes. We learned Luxardo. that from uh, yeah. former producer Matt. Uh, yeah. Luxardo cherries. Um, good cherries make a good drink. Um, Lux- if it wasn't for him, there's no way in hell I would actually ever buy one of these jars. $20 a jar? Yeah, it's like $20, $22 a jar. But, you know, we bought it six months ago maybe. And, I mean, they last. Like, yeah. They last yeah. a long and time. It, it's it, chock full. It makes you want to get to the bottom of the drink and then eat the cherries because they're that good. And ah, I'll tell you something real quick, mm-hmm. real quick, and it's something that we did not know. If you go and you buy a jar of Luxardo cherries, you don't put them in the refrigerator. You keep them room yes. temperature. I yeah. didn't know that either until yeah. you, know, you found that out. You keep them on your bar. It'll, it'll ruin your cherries. Yeah. yeah. So what I did with this drink is I got two Luxardo cherries, um, got them in the bottom of the glass, and all I do, I'll either do it with my fingers or a spoon, is I'll just I'll get them and I'll There's just no COVID here. I'll squish them and throw them. You in should there. get someone to make you like a muddler for like like a custom muddler. Somebody who your, is someone good. that's good with wood. Somebody yeah, that's good someone with, who's good with handling their wood. Yes, yeah. I mean, but I, one day, one day. Uh, but two of those cherries, and I when I pull it out of the jar, I leave the syrup in the spoon. Now I have one of those cocktail spoons, so we're mm-hmm. talking not a lot. So you got the cherries, a little bit of the the Luxardo syrup in the bottom. Uh, from there, you can, if you like it really sweet, you can muddle a little bit of orange in there, but I don't like to do that. Um, from there, it a is a little of like the actual fruit, not the, actual, not the peel, but the fruit, actual, yeah. actual fruit. Mm-hmm. And the I, flesh. I messed up on this cocktail a little bit because I did, we peeled an orange and you, you do a little zet, you squeeze the orange peel and it puts a little zest in we'll, the glass. We'll come back to the orange peeling after you're I done know. with, after you're no, done with your recipe, we'll come back to no, that. No, Jeremy, I'm a, prof- we, we will I'm a, circle back after you're done with your recipe. I'm a professional here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, uh, no, but so the two cherries then do three quarters of an ounce of praline liqueur. So that's, oh, okay. that's key Four and then do four dashes of walnut bitters. And, then, uh, and and that's that was kind of difficult to find, but we did we were able to purchase that on Amazon. Yeah, so walnut bitters, four dashes of walnut bitters, three quarters of an ounce of praline liqueur. Then I'm going to do two to two and a half ounces of at least hundred proof bourbon mm-hmm. on top of that. Um, Evan Williams White Label, fourteen bucks for a bottle, and it's it's a excellent choice for a that's cocktail. It. Peel peel the peel the, the skin off of an orange. You don't want the white stuff on there. You know, a really good trick is to actually use a peeler instead of trying to cut it off. What with, I with like a to knife. do is they can take a really large knife, that's uh, like not a made, chef's knife, not made for filleting and at all, like and just really cut, just or cut a the cheese flesh slicer. off just in like a <laughs> cheese slicer <laughs> instead of just using a regular peeler. So I, just, hey, just we're preppers, we're MacGyvers. 
we even though you have like the yeah. school to do the job you're going to use a different school. we were practicing <laughs> practicing for he one day I'm over there. I was... when the apocalypse comes and we want to make walnut old fashions and we a... don't have a peeler oh you bet your you bet your bottom dollar I'm having those during the apocalypse I was over there trying to get that freaking orange thing off there man Jeremy's like where is your potato peeler and I looked at him for like, like a blank what? stare for five seconds what and I was like yes you can like so if, if you've never done this before yeah tell and, and you it. need some zest like like a big long part of zest to put into a drink to twist up into something get out a peeler you know a, a potato peeler an apple peeler whatever you want to call it a peeler uh and just peel the orange like you would uh it was the, perfect the zest will come off by itself with none of the pith um perfect and then you don't get your hands all nasty uh because you cut up your orange you do this before you cut it up eggs and a thousand uh, percent and that's why our video is going to be flawless that's yeah it. that's it but the uh, the pith guys <laughs> the pith the pith, ten thousandth, uh, is the is the white the white part of the uh, of the peel that's uh, the inside the, of it inside that the fruit sits on. So you don't want any of that. It's between the, the, very, the zest and the fruit. Yeah, yeah. At the very end of the cocktail, after you got everything in, if you got the cherries, the bitters, the praline liqueur, the bourbon on a big rock, you know, inside of a nice rocks glass, mm-hmm. uh, you take that orange and you just give it a little pinch, and it, you can see this of of, of orange zest it just spritzes the top so. oh and it's so good and and did you did you mention the large ice cube in there yes you don't want a bunch yeah. of like tiny rocks that's gonna water it down right at the end drop the ice cube in and mix it around with the big ice cube yeah now one thing i will say because i actually made this mistake you know i was at the liquor store looking through like the liqueurs and the cordials and stuff like that and that section is where you're gonna find the praline liqueur mm-hmm. don't get praline cream don't get the creamy kind or the yeah. You know, the refrigerated kind or the milky kind. You want to get the actual she did. Like, yeah, the cordial fr- or the When we first liqueur. wanted to make this, she yeah. brought she bought praline cream. Like, cr- like Bailey's. I'm like, like it's Bailey's liqueur. Or, 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 oh. or like Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. Yeah. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what it was. I'm like, I go, this is not it. And she's like, well, let's just make it anyway. It was gross. <laughs> it's like adding dairy to this, <laughs> which just on, doesn't yeah. work. Oh, so yeah. But no. this, this is a great after-dinner cocktail. It is, it's sweet, yeah. but you get that bourbon punch. I mm. was never an old fashioned guy until I uh, started hanging out with you guys. And now that's like if I go to a bar and don't want to look at the menu or something, like, and I want a mixed drink, it's just like, give me an old fashioned. But I'm going to tell you, though. You want something cold. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is that we've noticed, like, they can either nail it or, or they really freaking ruin it. When we, went, when, we, when we went on that dinner with uh, Matt and Cheeky when he was here, uh, the guy brought us old fashions and we. We, we deduced afterwards they were not old fashions because they were not very good. I said, I, said, I want a smoked old fashioned. And it was he a goes, smoked Manhattan. A smoked Manhattan. Yeah. A, yeah. And we're all like, I don't think but that's there's right. Been, there's been times where, you know, <laughs> we've gone to a bar and, you know, ordered an old fashioned and it's just like, it's like kind of like baking. I looks mean, like, like there like are gr- key It looks like things. grenadine. Yeah, yeah, there are key things for an old fashioned and people like literally will butcher it. So find yourself a good bar, mm-hmm. a good um, mixologist that will, that, I mean, and then every time it's a good traditional and, and you'll know, it. you'll know if they're, if they're, if well, it's good to have like, like say you, you move to a new area or you're staying somewhere for a week or two. It's good to have a drink that you know and love that you can test them with in an old fashioned is like that. Like when I go to a new coffee shop, I order an Americano black, um, you know, hot, and that's my drink to test them with. And if they screw that up, I'm not going to trust them with anything else. Oh yeah. Well, my thing is, make it yourself. Mm-hmm. Make the drink yourself at home. So you oh yeah, instead have, of twelve dollar cocktail so somewhere. Then, so sure. then you know, 
you know what a good one tastes like. Well, at you, least you, one that you like. You can adjust it to how you like it. You might exactly. like a little more liquor. You might like a little less cherry. You might, you know. We like ours a little less orangey. Um, but, but you know, I know it's $22 for a jar of Luxardo cherries or whatever. But like I said, it's lasted forever. You've got an orange. That costs nothing. Evan Williams bottled in Bond. That's $14 for a bottle. That goes far. Ice doesn't cost you anything. Um, and then you've got like the liqueurs and the bitters. But, I mean, when you stock your bar with those things, you're making a ton of cocktails for a fraction of the price of yeah you, you guys are borderline alcoholics you drink like fish around here and it no, lasts you no. six months we are so. we, we are like connoisseurs we, <laughs> we are professionals at this <laughs> are. yeah yeah it looks like we drink it more but but the thing is man is you know like with this cocktail that praline liqueur mm-hmm. only, that's the secret ingredient there it is yeah but three quarters of an ounce mm. goes so far yeah there was a, a something in here I couldn't identify when I first took a sip, and it that's, w- it. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only drink on occasion. We just have a lot of occasions. Days that end with why? That's yeah. your occasion all, right all here. the time. Um, but but speaking of bars, it's a stuff. great day to be alive. Damn, work quick today. I need a few drinks. <laughs> Travis Trick, God bless him. Uh, speaking of bars, there's a new bar downtown that we have not had a chance to go to. Have you heard of it? It's like, um, it's called the Vault. Oh yeah. I saw something on this just the other day. Yeah, where, so where did it's I see the, it? It's the old Holston Bank, and so they Joel actually did oh, some work oh, there. Yeah, yeah. I someone Noah, I know was there. Yeah, Noah, yeah. Noah uh, Cheek. I did the I did some fencing around that place. Noah. So if next time you come to town, you yeah. can tell people on the street. That well, what's Joel awesome about it there. is it's in downtown Knoxville. It's near Market Square. I think it's like on the corner of Gay Street and something else. But it's the old Holston Bank, and they turned their downstairs vault. Yeah. into a bar it's got a but huge they like door. Is it like know, a speakeasy kind of bar or it's something? a speakeasy so i mean and they preserved all the vault stuff to it so it's pretty high end from what we hear but it, like if we you want a good cocktail we have been told to go there so that's something that's gonna be on we should list. trp it man let's go let's go we all talk right. about all these great little adventures it's time to get it's time to do it um something that i wanted to bring up shut us down again you know not not to bring up controversial topics but i'm bringing up a controversial but here's a controversial topic for you pineapple on pizza (laughs) those are our types of controversial topics but have you guys heard about black rifle coffee getting under the heat right lately no like right now they are i don't follow any of their stuff yeah they well because i mean i like their stuff and um you know matt had actually recently told us about uh their whole bean coffee and i was going to give it Give it uh, a go. Shot. Did um, he not care for it though? No, he loved it. Oh, did he? He, he loved it. He said it was really good. Um, but I started looking in the comments, and they are they are in some heat. They did a for what? They, Get to they, it. They recently they oh. recently did an interview. They went on uh, for an interview with the New York Times, and so a lot of extremists and like the, the far right, uh, cons- you know, Conspiracy. conservative people. Okay. Um, don't like New Joel, York Joel's Times. Too conspiracy theorists. Yeah. He's like uh, they supplied Bigfoot with so coffee. They are the aliens. A lot of their customer base, especially the far right extremist type, um, was very unhappy with the fact that they went on for this interview with the New York Times. Then when they were on there, they kind of started backpedaling and saying what? that some of their customer base didn't represent them um, for a lot of the things. And so wait, wait. So you're saying. The guys who started a coffee brand based out of their gun shop um, were saying that people on the right do not represent them? Uh, just far extreme types. So I, I, let me see. I'm, I'm going to read what was said. Um, but it pissed off a lot of their customers. A lot of them have denounced them. Um, you know, it says... 
they're pro-constitution, pro-individuality. They're doing what it, they can to make sure their employees are taken care of. Um, but since it expects the hostility from angry fans and hecklers to disparage or threaten Black Rifle Coffee patrons online and even at home, these aren't our customers, the owner said. These are people that are making very illogical or rational statements about the company that are misleading. Um, he was basically saying that like they don't represent their company and stuff like that. Well, that went and pissed off a big group of people that wait, have wait. totally... I'm like lost here. Like, what did they say to piss people off? I totally don't understand. Here, I guess I'll I'll pull it up and read it. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Or just give me an example. I feel like this is going to be something incredibly minor, and a bunch Black of people got their panties in a twist over. Oh, it. but if 100%. you go to the, if you yeah. go to their 100%. ads and their posts, it's kind of like one of those Yeti or Under Armour or anything kind of things. Like, um, Black Rifle Coffee distances itself from extremists, including some who love their brand. Uh, the founder and CEO of veteran-owned Black Rifle Coffee Company has received copious hate mail, social media backlash, and disparaging phone calls in the wake of a New York Times article profiling the company, which paints itself as an organization not only serving up a basic cup of joe, but with an extra shot of patriotism delivered by military veterans. Mm -hmm. They hoped the heart article would have given the opportunity to distance Black Rifle from right-wing fringe groups and individuals who adopted its merchandise as their own. Um, but it backfired. Um it said the piece would be the company's chance to denounce racism, hatred, bigotry, and anti-Semitism from its brand once and for all, arguing that the vitriol never aligned with the firm's mission. Instead, it backfired. Trolls immediately took Black Rifle's latest message to mean it was shutting out all conservative voices, which was unreasonable, um, you know, is is not them at all. Like, we're, we're all very conservative people, and we all stand against all of those things. Like, those those things are basic human rights. Like Yeah, those yeah, are things anyone that... Anyone in their right mind would stand yeah. against racism, anti-Semitism, and all this sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> it's like a no-brighter, dude. All of that stuff is incredible. Like, to, to have, like... You can still be... Conservative and yeah, so and boxing. so he you said, can be conservative or liberal and still be a racist piece of shit. Like you know, yeah. like that's not like a, and that's a, not us a left or right thing. That's just that's a piece of shit thing. This yeah. Like, so he yes, said, yes, yes these yes. aren't our customers. These are people that are making very illogical, irrational statements about the company that are misleading. And and you know, and just for the record, we may not know the full story. So if we are off base on this, um, you know, nah. so I, I I heard they're gonna come out with an ad to uh, to counteract that where they say uh, racist sneak coffee too. We're here for you. But, like, but is that, is that but, what they're expecting? Like, I mean, come on, that's dude. so stupid. Like, there obviously, other, I, obviously, I just made that up. That's yes, not real. yes, exactly. But there like, are other tweets and what? things that are coming out where it's public knowledge where they people were actually able to go online and find out that the owner was was actually donating money to some Democratic political party people and um, what's so, the big deal but there's people have found that out like, so he, they are under he, he, tremendous here, here's heat. a big thing That's don't the, don't judge an entire group of people based off one thing like yes. you, you can't say oh all democrats are bad like no there's good people and bad people in every party like one thousand percent so dumb that is the that this is the this is the problem y'all this is the problem is that listen there are democrats out there that are just as pro-gun yeah just as pro-free speech as any right-wing conservative. Yeah. Just because they, they have a little bit of a different view on some policies doesn't make them a terrible person. Mm -hmm. Well, it all boils... Uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is, is, a, is a perfect example. She did fantastic going up... Uh, she got denounced by her own party. In all of the... Yeah, well, because she did so good. Yeah. Uh, but she did great in all of the uh, presidential debates. Yes. Uh, she was fantastic, yeah. 
times. Well, it all boils down to the fact that we are getting pitted against each other. People are getting put into one box and put into one corner. And that's just like, you just look at it right now with vaccinations. You know what this is? Vaccinated versus vaccinated. Genders, um, races. Do you know what this is? Political parties, religions. We are a non-gendered podcast. This is Starbucks propaganda going after Black Ruffle Coffee because they're getting too big. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had an ounce of Black Ruffle Coffee. Like it's it's decent stuff, man. It's good. It is good. And the owner, I mean, the owner does know his stuff about coffee. So well, I mean, mean, he fought for our country. So this is the problem, though, is that I can say I'm left wing, right wing, conservative, liberal, whatever. I don't even have wings. I have arms and legs. You know what, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. That's a good observation there. I just but, want to drink and love everyone. <laughs> well, what I'm getting at is this is the problem in the country is that when you say you're one or the other, there's the divide right there. People are going, oh, you're a, li- you're a liberal? I can't associate with you anymore. That's ridiculous. When, if you left politics out of the entire thing, if you left that out, you would find so much common ground with so many people. Yeah. And know, like that, food, that's, love, and relationships. That's what I love about things like food is it brings people together and opens up like a conversation for you. Yes. And I mean, even if you have radically different beliefs, you can sit down, break bread together, and find something in common you can, and, and work to make a better place. You for, can talk about how damn good that flay is. It's co- exactly. coated in full metal jacket. Uh, mm-hmm. TRP21 for discount. Yeah, re- <laughs> oh, but that full metal jacket, though. <laughs> we, we got a big bottle of that when it came out, and it's almost gone. I need to get another one. <laughs> He's <laughs> staring at at the shelf right now. <laughs> Giving us some side eye. That's right. Um, but that's ridiculous, man. And that's the problem, dude, is when you put yourself out there and you start, you know, standing, st- drawing a line in the sand and saying, this is where I'm at. It could be, if even if you're right down the daggum middle, mm-hmm. you're you're still going to get people you're gonna from get the, far, backlash. the far right or the far left that are going to say something to you. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have brought it up. I'm not sure, but I will no, say it again. No. I just want to drink and love everyone. Here's the deal. Unless you're an asshole. You know, love your neighbor, love your God. The rest rest will fall out in its place. That's where I'm at with it. Agree. All right. All right. Let's take a break. (laughs) And on the other side. I got micro porn. Another one. Micro porn. All right. I hadn't hit that button in a long. We went one whole podcast with no button. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. Wow. I know. We didn't hit a button with Scott. I know. Scott's huh. going to have to come back so I, he can hit a button. The, the episode I, was so interesting, we never thought to hit a button. No, I thought I started to. I was like, no. He started take, talking about taking his, taking our clothes off and stuff like that. And we were all like <laughs> eyeballs at him. We didn't even get a button there. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. We'll see you on the other side. Do you like to cook? Of course you do. And we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend. That's why we only use the best. Dow Strong. Dow Strong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. At DowStrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to DowStrong.com and use code THATRELOADPODCAST. I said THATRELOADPODCAST to save on the finest brand in the game. DowStrong. Okay, guys. Uh, both the guys have stepped out of the room. And as the microporn director, I decided to go ahead and do something different. The guys have no idea, but we are not doing bourbon tonight. We are doing bourbon barrel aged ales. So number A is 
Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale by Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company. It's 8.2% ABV. This one is by far my all-time favorite beer. Um, gets me in a little trouble at times, um, but it's fantastic. It's readily available, so if you guys ever see this, get it. A lot of times you'll go to restaurants and you will um, find them on tap as well. Now, number B, I've never had before. It's Bourbon Barrel Quad by Boulevard Brewing Company. It's barrel-aged ale, and it's a whopping 12.2% ABV. So I'm interested in how these two um, kind of go up against each other. I'd like to see the difference, see if one is more stout than the other, which one's the best one, um, since it is a favorite of mine. So we will see how it goes. So let's bring the guys in, and let's get to tasting. Look at the porn of these. What the hell? Micro porn. This, this isn't a micro porn. This is a macro porn. It's a macro porn. What the? Are these beers? They look frothy. This looks like wood. It's gotta be. There's no rules. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need rules where we're going. That's right. <laughs> This can't be. This cannot be bourbon. They're cold. Okay, they're beer. Okay, good. <laughs> Wait, why did you need Glens for this? It could be. It could be a, a spritzer. You a know? spritzer. These yeah. are these, these are Trulies. That's right. He's a seltzer for you. All right, light or dark first. What are we doing? All, All right, we go. right, number A is the lighter one. Um, the one on the left. All right, so we're starting. Smells skanky. Micro porn time. Starting with number A. Right. It smells skanky. <laughs> it smells like those little bread chips that mm. are in like Gardettos. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Is, is this a sour? No. This is not a sour. It's not hoppy. Oh. This is like a... Um, Tell me that's not amazing. It's very good. This is a Pilsner? Am I wrong? Like Let's a, just taste. It's light. Uh, there is a theme. Mm. There's a theme. Is the theme beer? A correlation. Yeah, it is broad. <laughs> it's a very broad theme. This is October. This is, this is carbonated. A, this is fall. This is like an Octo- Oktoberfest thing going on here. This is fantastic. Is this, the, is, the, is this an Oktoberfest right oh. here? Oh, oh shit. okay. Number B. Number B. Here we go. It's much darker. It's much darker. A little, little darker. Kind of a pruny note on there. Here we go. Yeah. Some kind of similar flavor profile to the first one, even d- deeper color. This tastes like Newcastle. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Now compare them. I'm not super into beers um, because I spent all my money on bourbon. Um, so I can tell you with confidence that neither one of these are a PBR. Yeah. <laughs> You're correct. You win. I won. <laughs> that, that's the show, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs> um, go ahead and compare the two back and forth. Um, I was really curious about comparing these two. Um, and tell me I which one we'll your favorite do, is. Do a preference. Yeah, just a preference. That's all it is. Which one wins? It's kind of hard to tell. They are very. They're pretty similar. They're both really great. Um, I like I like A. I think I'm an A guy as well. Yeah, the the B is is it it's it's good, but it's thick. It's not something I want to drink all the time. Yeah, it's pro- but there's it's not the, a huge difference. No, not really. A has a more depth of flavor. A's, yeah. A's lighter though. I think it has it has a lot of flavor, but it, this is more viscous. B is. Yeah, it, ha- it has some darker chocolatey flavors. Yeah, too, almost, but not like in a bat. It's it's still very light for what it is. Yeah, it kind of gives. But you, you the- can definitely see 
a, a nice glass of this and enjoying it. Either one, I'd be happy with. Oh, I go to dinner and eat, drink this all, all day. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey. All right. So, what I have for you today, the theme of this macro porn? Mm-hmm. Porn? Oh. Uh, this macro porn is bourbon barrel aged ales. Oh, hey. interesting. Okay. So, A was Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. KBS Ale. Which is, as you know, my all-time favorite beer in the whole entire world, which oddly enough, yeah. G just texted me and said, have you ever had this beer? And it was this one. Oh, and really? And I had already had it planned for the porn. You're like, not. it's my favorite beer ever. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, only it's my favorite one a, that and, I've ever had. And uh, this is a heavy hitter, too. It is an 8.2% ABV. Um, and, and as I told the listeners before, as much as I love this one, it's gotten me into trouble before because <laughs> oh, it's so delicious. Good trouble on my end. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that does not taste like eight. Like, if you were to have me guess, I would say that was like a four. That's something I could drink on a boat. That is, yep. it does not taste like an eight. That's true. And, uh, and guys, yeah. it is Maybe so we, we've been drinking cash strength bourbon, but <laughs> still yeah. doesn't taste like an eight. We're like, wow, this is like water and refreshing. Um, but this one, it, it, you, you can find it at liquor stores. We've seen it on tap at um, restaurants and breweries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's delicious. Find it at your liquor store and buy this. It's so good at Christmas time. They've got peppermint ones that come out. They've got all different kinds of that flavored sounds ones. horrible, but I'm curious. They're, they're okay. But like, this is my go-to, like you cannot go wrong with the original Kentucky bourbon barrel aged. The peppermint mm. one is actually pretty nice, Jeremy. I'm curious to try it, but like it sounds horrible. You can only horrible. drink like it's half good. a glass. No, it, it's one. Yeah. One, one beer. Yeah. It's a novelty. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. number B is one that I had never had before. Of course, mm-hmm. I picked this up. It is from a company called Boulevard Brewing Company. Um, it's Bourbon Barrel Quad Barrel huh. Aged Ale. It's almost red. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So we're in a dark studio right now. So I'm trying what, to. Look what at would it, you yeah. think ABV wise in comparison to the Kentucky Bourbon uh, Barrel? Ale? I would go with, on this one. Taste it and see. 7.6. You, know, mm-hmm. you know when we've tasted them before with like. I was going to say 7.4. Okay. So, yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. Calm your titties. 12.2%. Oh, Whoa. No. Calm. No There's way. There's no way. It's oh, so crisp. Oh, my goodness. I guess that high because the other one seems so high also. 12%. And 12.2. This is, Whoa. This is wine. Yes. <laughs> this is bourbon barrel aged wine. Holy crap. But the depth of flavor that these beers have, ch- are, changed, these are something special. I changed my mind. B's winner. Yeah. Joe's <laughs> like, I'm going to get me there. Now, now, I, now, okay. Beautiful bottles. Let's talk real quick because I know we don't normally do this on the micro porns, uh, but what's the cost difference in those bottles? It's a good question. I didn't pay attention to it. You know me. I just throw it in the cart and I pay for it. I mean, money means money means nothing to this woman. (laughs) Have you ever met her? Joel (laughs) Joel deposits it in the bank, and I just go do the shopping. That's my wallet, not on my body. Uh, No, but like, that's what I would wonder is you know is the jump worth worth the price on there? So let's 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 look it up. Can can like we pause th- for a second? That's always been like my thing with like beers and stuff is like I would much rather spend my money on bourbon. So like I always just buy PBRs. And yeah. Like, like if I need some beers, um, because I'm just like there's so much to beer. It's like jumping into bourbon all over again, and it just overwhelms me. So we went to, we went to the place we shall not mention for beer. Yeah. Um, when before Scott came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and Stacy were just going up and down the beer aisles. You told me they didn't even have Bush Apple there. I know. Did you look in the apple juice section? No. Did you not- did you look in the children's juice box section? I should have went to Kroger's and to the juice box juice section. box section, and it probably would have been and there. About it. Yeah, it probably yeah. would have been there. But the because uh, it has a ne- it has a negative 
1.2 ABV. So I will oh, tell yes. you the price yeah. difference. It gets you less drunk if you drink it. <laughs> it's hydration. Yeah. Electrolytes. You, mm-hmm. you can get a four pack of the Kentucky bourbon barrel aged beer. Number yeah. eight. $10.99. Okay. And you can good. get a four pack of the Boulevard barrel aged quad for fifteen ninety nine. So you're talking $3, little less than $3 a bottle to $4 a bottle. All right. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm changing it up because these are super close. They're very I close. just thought, I'm thinking the Kentucky bourbon was lighter that I could drink more of it. But if I'm going to be for my bang for my buck, I'm going with the quad because it's $15 for a four pack. Yeah. But you drink one and you $15 for a case of PBR. How much, yeah. how much was the, uh, star Fokker at, uh, at oh, place yeah. we said I mentioned that, that was expensive. There was a six pack of that and it was probably it's called star Fokker. It's called star Fokker. And I wanted to buy, I it wanted so buy that because that's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was so expensive. We were like, that's ridiculous. Stone Imperial star Fokker. <laughs> Uh, $16.99 for a six-pack. See, and you're saying $15.99 is okay. But what's ABV? ABV on that. Speaking of the mic, lady. Uh, <laughs> do, 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 it's do, not on do, here anymore. Do. You have me live in oh, person today. Oh, it. 9%. Okay. That's you not know. bad. That's not bad. That, that's a better buy. But I just, I don't I'm know. I'm sorry. This this is my go-to. I mean, you taste the flavor of that Kentucky bourbon barrel. It is phenomenal. Mm. All right. 12%. So now. 12% gave me a chub. I'm, I'm, just, gonna, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that's good. They right, wait, wait. So we're well, going to jump to our next segment, but are we going to do the thing? Yeah, let's do it. Chandelier. Mix, mix well, them together. Let me say something, though. 12%. Ooh. That is a crisp, All right. delicious taste. It's not stout. Cheers. Cheers. This is the Suicide Pour, both, both of them together. Here we go. Oh, that is good. That's really good. It's so That's really you know, good. For high ABV, they're usually flat. That's bubbly. Yes, because they're so heavy. But mm-hmm. yeah, these are good. They are sipping beers. Oh so, my gosh, mix them so, together. So <clears throat> buy both of them. Mix them together. That's right. It's like the ultimate. And with that, yeah. I'm going to lob the next segment over to you. That's right, guys. It's time. That segment you've been waiting for. We recommend things that you are that are cool and badass. And with that being said, let's roll straight into... Reload recommendations, recommendations from Reload. Yeah, <laughs> baby. I like that. God love. I want to hear that later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Uh, we're going to start things off with Jeremy, then we're going to run things over to me and end things with Sugar Pants. So, so uh, for my real recommendation this week, I had to grab the old Jansport here because I have another in person gift. Hit that blue button. <laughs> it's probably it's probably that's the wrong blue button, isn't it? Is it this one? There we go. Oh yeah, because you're in my seat now. Yeah, you've got control of the buttons now. Um, so this is a double recommendation. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and whip her out right now. That's right. What you got, man? It's sourdough bread. I am recommending making sourdough bread first off, and then this sourdough bread has a whole head of fresh garlic in it, and oh, this one is I can smell it already. One third of a cup of Reload Rub Ballistic in it. <gasps> everything no bagel blend inside the bread. It is like an everything bagel garlic 
loaf of sourdough. Yes. Literally smells smokes. orgasmic. And like, I feel like this is a surprise egg because I'm like a cut inside of it. Oh, and then no. there's going to um, be funsies. I'm not going to lie. I ate half a loaf for lunch today. Oh, um, did you put butter on it? Of course I did. Yeah. I toasted it. Butter, a little flaky salt. You know me. Um, Alex. But yes. Thank you so much. That's, uh, bre- that's breakfast for me in the morning. Guys, if you want to get into sourdough, uh, flour, water, salt, yeast by Ken Forkish is the ultimate book to get into it. And if you want to make really, really, really unique sourdoughs, get yourself some reload ropes and throw them in there. And I'm, I'm recommending that you're probably going to have to grab another bottle of that ballistic because I'm sure you're getting a little low. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I showed you a picture beforehand, which it'll be posted by this time. Um, last time we had our podcast together, I went home and made dinner and I made um, ballistic bacon. So I made bacon and then I didn't want to burn the seasoning. So I tossed it in uh, ballistic as it came out of the oven and it stuck to it, uh, the everything seasoning. And uh, it was yeah. so good. And you've done French fries. You've done um, ahi tuna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, sashimi yeah. Sashimi style. It's like well, I haven't, seared. I haven't used it on like a major protein yet. Um, which, but that would be interesting to try, like an everything bagel steak. Um, but Triple seared with some soy glaze, like a teriyaki soy glaze. Uh, not, not that, because you wash the seasoning off. That's true. That's um, true. Never mind. But, but doing, Just kidding. But making a, a soy, <laughs> like a teriyaki type soy glaze would be interesting to, to do. finish it. Yeah, to finish it. So with, a soy, a soy like, glaze and like, then... Like dipping. A, a little glaze and a, a dipping. Yeah, yeah, dipping would be good. There yeah. we go, man. Ooh, Dude. you know what would be good? Some edamame with it sprinkled on. Oh, that'd be really good. You usually do like the flaky salt with it or like the kosher yeah. salt. But doing like some, uh, some ballistic, that'd be really good. That's amazing. All right, All well, right. so uh, I have to go get my recommendation, so... You all, uh, hang on a second. Okay. I'm we'll so just... glad it's an entire loaf, too. I'm, I'll do a, uh, a thing. <laughs> I'll do, like, a thing in between here. This... Opposed to what? Like a quarter loaf? The aroma. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually I, I, like, split it in half, and then I give, like, my parents half of it. Yeah. But, like, I, I have no doubts in my mind that this will get devoured. This... The aroma of it alone is just incredible. Yeah. But I, it... That's the fresh garlic, and then it has all of those... Like ballistic flavors running through it. Which I'm a sesame whore. Like yes. sesame to yeah. me, like sesame seeds on anything will elevate the flavor. So yeah. I was I really thought, particular about the sesame seeds in it. Yeah. I thought like half a cup would be too much. And so I was going to do a quarter cup. But I was like, no, I want more. So I did like a mounding third cup. <laughs> uh, you get that at Target. Tarche. <laughs> I've never seen him more giddy about a snack in my life. Here we go. All right. Okay, I'm back. So going with the food theme on this is Stacy had gotten me a bag of trail mix. All right. uh, a couple weeks ago, and you've never touched Stay it. Stay with me, y'all. <laughs> all right. It's called Favorite Day Caramel Cashew Trail Mix. Now, listen, you can go get this jazz at Target.com, have that jazz shipped to your house. It, I love caramel chews. I or hate just caramel. Go, you hate caramel? It, the, 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 the texture just doesn't oh do God, it I for me. Caramel. So this the, is, this nah, is some, nah. car, some caramel chews are too soft. This is very dense, like molasses. Just don't care for it. Oh, well, I do. I love it. So you go in the nut, jerky, and trail mix section. This is where you find it in Target. This but is where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That man doesn't know how to shop. <laughs> well, and my belly lives there. But no, I'm telling you, uh, th- this bag right here, I had a cigar. I had a few pours the other night. I got a little hungry because my dinner wasn't. We went We went and had some ramen at, oh. uh, here locally. Oh, where'd you go? 
we went to East Japan. I heard that place is really good. No. Nah. Okay, it doesn't nope. hold a candle to yours. Not their ramen. Okay. Your ramen their, their ramen's good. It's by good. far better. But that bowl you made me yeah. was like exponentially this better. This is a rabbit we're, hole. Okay, okay, we're going to go on a ramen rabbit hole. Oh, I know, we can't. Okay. Okay. I have to. After the episode, we'll okay, go down this okay, hole. Okay, okay. After the episode, this, yes. This is for a future episode. Because not everyone is local, so I they wanna, can't go to these places. I want to talk about my trail mix. Okay, so, but this trail mix is... You get some tremic sometimes, and it, it has chocolate in it, and it's sparse. I was, I'm digging around these caramel chews to just try to get it's some like, nuts. There's it's, like it's, candies it in it. It is so there's... chock full of everything: M and M's, peanuts, cashews, chocolates, more chocolates. Uh, what, that's it. Caramel balls. The baby. ingredients. So- the ingredients are literally milk, chocolate, caramel balls, cashews, M and M's, milk, chocolate candies, and peanuts. That's so, it. Penis. <laughs> Two thirds. Penis. Penis. But I'm gonna tell you right now, this man. Whenever he's, uh, I say, do you want me to get you anything at the store? Like, what snacks do you want? It's always cashews mm-hmm. and like caramel chocolates. Like. He loves caramel chocolates and he loves cashews. So I saw this blend and I'm like, well, hell yeah, they, this is Joel Licklider all the over Joel it. Joel blend. Bro. This is the Joel trail Bro. mix. We, I literally was laying in bed last night stuffing my face. So he would reach <laughs> his hand in the bag. And- look, this bag was full all the way to here yeah. last night. Look, look at the level. It's only a third left. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't even understand my- the excitement, but he would reach his hand in the bag and he'd be like, look, every time I reach, I get a caramel ball. <laughs> every time. I'm looking at the bag and like, there's a lot of caramel balls in there. Like, been- like well, a lot. Yeah. You know when you get like Chex Mix and like the 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 rye chips are like the best part and like you got to dig around for them. Like yeah. every time you dip into that bag, caramel ball. So te- so go to Target. If you want a sweet salty snack, favorite day, yummy caramel cashew trail mix. Get it, you won't regret it. Stacy, bring us home, girl. All right, for this week's reload recommends, I have a song by American rock band Boston. <laughs> Released in 1978, bringing it back, one of the band's biggest hits. Here is Don't Look Back. So uh, all of us simultaneously downed our drinks as soon as that came on. Uh, I think that is like the epitome of good vibes. Oh, yeah. Stacey was on her eyes closed, all in her feels in that moment. That song you never get sick of. Nah, man. I, I say it all the time, and I sound so old saying it because... They don't make they don't make music. They don't make music like they used to. I don't make it like they used to no more. None <laughs> of us were born when that came out. All this y'all are big in the boop boop boops and no wooden instruments in there. But yeah, seriously, no, like that's that song was was badass then. It was badass when I was in high school, and it's badass it's now. Still badass. All day, every day. And it's going on the Reload Recommends playlist on Spotify. Make sure you go over there and follow it. Hit shuffle and you can let it play all day long. Every song you ever want. To just hang out and chill, that's it's on our playlist. But speaking of badass, though, another badass thing you all could do is subscribe to our podcast. Help us out, man. That's right. Hit that button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that reload podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. 
Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. No. He said no, Stacy. Listen, he's a man and you're a woman. That means you have the option to listen to me. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. All right, y'all ready? I'm going to bring yeah, this. I'm gonna, gonna bring, I want to drink this drink. I'm bringing this back. I want to drink this drink. Let's drink a drink. Hi. Hi. You going to drink a drink? Stacy, are you ready? Yeah. Stacy, that was a rude I'm burp. doing something about what I'm going to talk about.